Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Renewables. I'm your host, David Smart, the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Biostar, and very, very excited to welcome our guest this week, Stefania DeBartolomeo, founder and CEO of Vices Investment, which is an amazing company that I've really enjoyed learning about here over the last couple of weeks. Um, I've seen a demo. I'm totally drinking the Kool-Aid. It's a fabulous product and really, I think, a a hugely important product um, for both individual and institutional investors going forward. We're going to unpack all of that. We're going to talk about ESG reporting and the Wild West that it is right now and um, sort of developing that uh, industry standard, if you will, for companies to report and FISIS' role in, in all of that. So, Without further ado, uh, Stefania, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, David. I am excited to be here today and share the FISA story with your community. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and dive right in. I I want you to just start uh, with some background on yourself and, you know, how you ended up sort of on your career path. And of course, how you ended up founding, um, starting this this great company. Well, see, David, since I can remember, I always been a tree hiker. I love nature. I love animals. And of course, this passion of mine, when I became an adult, transformed my vision of who I wanted to be, uh, who I wanted to become as like an entrepreneur or just in my day to day work. And I first was an analyst, and I couldn't just be a financial analyst. I wanted to be an analyst who was understanding the impact of companies, okay, and translate that into investment decision. Then I became the first impact investing fund manager in Italy and one of the first in Europe, not just to integrate ESG score, but to move ahead from ESG score. I was already doing impact investing for a global multi-asset fund. See, when we uh, believe in what we do, we, I think we really find happiness in the sense that I am a quant humanist. I believe in people and I believe in math. And this, this merge of math and uh, believing in people really led me to become an addict to sustainability. I believe so much in the power of moving money towards good companies and projects to create a positive loop to reinforce not just investment performance, but also the creation of long-term value. When I was a fund manager, um, I was building a portfolio. I was creating investments opportunity for my clients, but I was doing more than that. I was adding value to my investor experience in a way that other fund managers were not. Because I wasn't just providing financial metrics. I was adding a narrative about their portfolio. I was telling them the real story behind the investment. See, when we invest, we think that the only thing we can get back are financial metrics. I made 5% this year, or I lost 3% this year. But what about what actually happens 
to the companies in your in your portfolio. So this is what we do at Fisis. We tell the real story behind your investment. We go way away, far away from financial metrics, which of course are key and important and included on, on the FISIS platform. But we really want people to have the, the big vision, all right? We want to bring greater transparency to the investment industry. There is a story that no one has told you about what is happening with your money. And that's what we do at FISIS. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I will get into the demo that I did with you a little bit later, um, but just really amazed at how granular uh, your your platform gets and how much detailed information about various companies and funds you can go on there and find. Um, so just stay uh, stay here just for a minute, kind of staying high level. Who are your customers? Uh, who are the people that use your platform every day and, and what kind of customers does your company really serve? See, I started Pfizer with the vision of really bringing this greater transparency to everyone, to the everyday investor, to the financial professional. At this stage of our company, and we launched the product in May after over two years of beta testing and development, uh, we mostly have B2B clients, which means we have family office, financial advisors, hedge funds. So we are targeting and focusing right now on serving financial professionals. But we built FISES with the idea that this was supposed and would be a tool to serve every investor. Um, because indeed, it's very simple to use. And see, sometimes people in the financial industry like to create very complicated software interfaces, just like they like to create very complicated words, right? And this just brings uh, a gap in between people, the everyday investor, and people who are actually in the industry. With FISA, we, we want to close this gap. And indeed, in, in a few months, we're going to also open the platform to the everyday investor so that really everyone, regardless of how big their portfolio is or how uh, strong is their financial background, they can get the real story behind their investment. That's that's so cool. And it's it's really a trend right now. Um, you are really focused on another side of it, which I think the sort of discerning consumer is really interested in. But you're seeing companies like, of course, Robinhood comes to mind, uh, you know, investing for the every the everyday person, I think, is some some version of their tagline, um, and really just being able to bring, you know, knowledge and an easy to use platform, being able to invest in the stock market, you know, layering that with COVID, I think you've found where a lot of people had to adapt and figure out different ways to make money. I think you know we've sort of seen this birth of this retail investor, and that's becoming more and more important. Uh, but I think particularly um, maybe younger investors, uh, you know, don't mean to age discriminate, but younger investors who are just getting started, uh, they're really interested in a lot of this information that they can find on your platform. And and what does ESG really mean, right? And so I watch the stock channel all the time. Um, there's ad after ad now for ESG fund after ESG fund uh, and sustainable investing. 
So for our listeners and viewers who, you know, just kind of aren't as in, in tune with this maybe, or, um, try, you know, let's keep it high level, but give us the one-on-one on ESG reporting. ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. And those are the things that companies are doing with respect to those three categories, of course, you know, to make the world a better place. But from your perspective, give us kind of the one-on-one, 101 on ESG reporting, what baselines and reporting platforms are being used? It sort of feels like the wild, wild west, frankly. It's hard to know, you know, is there an industry standard? I think a lot of them end up just spitting out just a score, right? And it, it's like, okay, well, there's a score, but is that all I have to make this investment decision on? A one through 100 or one through 50 score? So um, I'll stop babbling. Give us your, from your perspective, the one-on-one, one-on-one on ESG reporting and where this is all kind of going. Yeah. So you touched base on so many important aspects here. The new investors, let's say the new generation of investors, are people that are curious and they have access to any type of information almost instantaneously, like at any point. Like every time that you want to find something, you just Google it, you go on YouTube, right? But they are missing this type of transparency and this type of detail when it comes to their money. And this is not just one issue. The second issue is that the new investors, they have incorporated the idea that we are polluting. And it also means that we are eating fish uh, out of the ocean that has been eating plastic because we are not recycling enough, right? So these are people that understand the current challenges. And these are the people that are still going to be on this planet Earth for the next 50 years, right? So we want, and I say we because I am one of those persons, <laughs> Uh, we want to make a change, and we do understand that in order to make changes, money needs to be spent and sent toward new projects and sustainable uh, companies. But how do we make this investment decision? What the industry is focusing on right now is just this ESG score. An ESG score is a way to really summarize why company X might have 90 and company Y might have a score of 80. But it doesn't really tell the story. It doesn't really justify the difference um, score. And also, it's not enough for an investor, especially for the new generation of investor, to really say, okay, I buy this. I'm convinced. Okay? So that's where we come in. We have built this huge data library. Now, you mentioned ESG score. ESG score is mostly a way to assess a score at a portfolio level. But in order to, for that to happen, we need to, create, we need to understand how companies report on their sustainability efforts. And right now we have framework, that uh, international framework that allow companies to report. One is the GRI, which is a multi-stakeholder framework, very well used, especially in Europe. Another one is the International Reporting Council, also broadly used, and this is actually an integrated way of creating report financials and sustainable information released every year by companies. And the other one is mostly known in the States is the SASB. So these are like the most, the three most well-known reporting framework at a company level. What happens at a portfolio level 
there is no yet a very well-defined framework to say, this is a way to report information about your portfolio. What people have been doing in some companies, they create a weighted average of an ESG score of companies inside a portfolio, and they create a portfolio score. Now, I don't want to sound too technical. It's very simple. You just take the score of one company in your portfolio, you multiply that for the weight of that company in the portfolio. But this is really not enough. It really doesn't even tell you the scope of the sustainable strategy of the fund manager, the quality of the analysis uh, that the analyst and the fund manager have, you know, going through to really build a portfolio. And also exactly how much water is my, is my portfolio being, you know, producing compared to the benchmark? So this is where we come in. Again, we take ESG scores as a good place to start, but not definitely the place where any investor that really cares about sustainability should end. And so we provide way more information. So indeed, think of FISIS as this huge data library where we collect and store all public available information related to companies on the capital market. And then we simply display to every investor so that everyone can make an impactful investment decision. Yeah, it's amazing how much data you have aggregated into <laughs> one, one platform. And I'm sure you know that's just growing every day. Uh, and it took me a little bit to sort of rethink your business as a data platform, but that's really what it is. And and you really see, I, I encourage everyone to get on your website, which we'll make sure is in the show notes and we we um, okay. say later on in the show, but everyone to get on and poke around on the website and, and kind of get an idea of how this works uh, because it's, it's fascinating how granular, um, you know, I think you and I clicked on Apple uh, we looked at a fund and then we clicked on Apple, which is, of course, a company that everybody knows. Um, and we actually learned that my thir- my MacBook Air, my 13-inch MacBook Air that I'm recording this episode on is made from recycled aluminum and other recycled metals, uh, which is pretty cool. But um, I think you're right. I think having a score, you know, okay, I'm going to only invest in companies that have an ESG score of 80 or better. Well, that's a step in the right direction, but what does that really mean and and how are they getting to that score is super important. And I think the idea of the individual investor not being hindered and being able to make those decisions is, is just fascinating. Um, uh, we obviously love to talk about renewable energy on our podcast. Uh, we're a renewable energy company. Our title is Renewables. Uh, We try to go and look at other themes around how companies renew their strategies and things like that. But we're not hiding anything. We love renewable energy. So what metrics specifically do you all display um, around kind of renewable energy efforts that these companies are making um, and and sort of the value added? Mm So first, I want to make a distinction. We have so many different metrics on our platform, and I'm not going to mention to you ESG scores in this case. I wanted to mention real impact metrics. For example, emission metrics, we can tell you since the day you started investing, the total GHG emission of your portfolio. Or then we just divide that into scope one, scope two, and scope three. We can also give you the total VOC emission of your portfolio 
and then for every single company, how every single company has contributed. And I, something important, this is not just a picture. You come on the platform every day, you see the number changes every day. Because yeah. just like those companies are making financial performance, they keep producing, which means they're keeping adding emissions, right? But emission wise seems like a, ne a negative indicator. So let me take you to a few good indicators that we also have renewable energy use, renewable energy produced by solar, by wind energy, okay? And also energy consumption by companies in your portfolio. Uh, so, I mean, I can really go on and on. For sure. example, every information related to waste management or water management is actually really key um, and really provides an understanding also, how efficient is that company? Not just in terms of, okay, how much um, energy they have been used, but like how efficient are they if we divide that total number by the number of products they have produced compared to their peers? And this yeah. is also very important, right? It might be also a good way for a company themselves to understand how they can improve, maybe following some best practices some best uh, practitioners in the sub-industry they refer to. And I also wanted to say that it's very important, and you mentioned this, so ESG answered the question how well the company is doing on this specific issue compared to the peers. Our impact indicator metrics also tell you exactly why that company is doing better. Why do we have that ESG score, which are some of the metrics I mentioned to you. And then there are the sustainable product research so exactly what type of products and services those companies have generated and why those are sustainable products and services. So in that case, I mean, we probably have over 200 specific products uh, just related to energy, um, energy intensity metrics. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And talk a little bit more, because I, I think you're definitely a believer in, in big data. But I mean, talk about the role that that technology and data are really going to have to play um, as sustainable innovation continues into the future and, and to solve this, this big problem, which of course is, um, you know, a, a warming climate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is a really tough one. Um, <laughs> see, I love to imagine the future. I really do. Um, it's um it's a way for me to also think about, okay, what should, what should we do to make a difference and how can I contribute? Okay. See, I started thinking um, when I also, when I created the company FISIS that if we don't measure, we are not really able to, really, to even understand where we're standing, right? right? If I couldn't measure the energy efficiency of the company, my portfolio, how, could, how can I make investment decision to better those metrics and even to motivate the companies to do better. Mm -hmm. So the first things that I can say, we should really start focusing on how to measure. And you ask for a few frameworks of reporting. So a lot of companies, it doesn't matter if they're big cap or small cap, have increased the quality of their data uh, in their sustainability reports over the last few years. But there is still so much work that needs to be done. And that's really is the basic for every single um, data hub like us to really have some good quality data to start working on and then create metrics and then evaluate investments. 
So I would really recommend that we need to strengthen probably also through, uh, I don't know, um, new compliance requirements from companies to disclose more of their sustainable data. The second thing is, um, see, I could not even imagine a platform like Pfizer's come to life 10 years ago because technology wasn't, it wasn't just about data, even the technology wasn't there. So this, this combination between the data and technology, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's um, every day it's getting better and better and better. And I'm very happy that at Fices, you know, we are contributing to this innovation. Yeah, well, was, big kudos to you for, for bringing those two together, the technology and the data. And then, you know, frankly, um, the data is probably the most important, but for me as an individual investor, you know, the, the usability of the platform, I think, is such an important piece. And like you said, not creating a, some gap um, where it's really hard to understand and it's really super complex. But uh, that was one thing I loved, you know, the most about the demo was it was like, wow, this is pretty easy to use. You can click around. It's really easy to find information on companies. You mentioned something there I wanted to just go back to and, and yes. dig in on a little bit. Um, and you kind of mentioned, you know, regulation potentially driving um, reporting. In your executive summary of your business, you discuss um, the SEC and its potential role in regulating sustainable reporting in the future. Talk a little bit about the impact that would have. When do you think that might might happen. I know guessing government timelines is is never a good idea, but um, but talk a little bit about what what that would do and what's the role, I guess, of the government in, um, you know, making sustainable reporting become really mainstream. See, I believe that innovation happens, um, especially at a fast speed, when there is a demand coming top down and bottom up. So we have been discussing in the beginning this demand coming directly from investors who are becoming more sustainable oriented in their um, day-to-day um, decisions and they're becoming more sustainable oriented when it comes to their investment decision. But a huge, huge um, innovation might also come from a top-down um, regulatory, new regulatory environment. In Europe, there is this new regulation called SFDR that it's making mandatory for sustainable portfolios to have a sustainability report. And the SEC is following. Like they have just started creating examination review on sustainable portfolio. And they also have created a special commission to enhance climate change and ESG reporting at an investment level. Mm. Now, nothing yet has been you know, defined as strongly as the SFDR regulation in Europe, but well, we're definitely moving towards that direction. This means pretty much that if sustainability was a nice to have, now it's going to soon become mandatory requirements. And it's going to meet at this point, top-down requirements and uh, bottom-up uh, demand from investor. At this point, I would say a company like Fices would really see you know, his best grow because we have right now a great product and we also have a product at the right time. 
So many fund managers, advisor, family office, hedge funds, you know, they will need to quickly adapt to the new environment, might not have the opportunity or the resources to build something like Pfizer's in-house. And so we will definitely see, uh, you know, a, a, hopefully a huge grow in our customer base. Yeah, and you'll have to keep being entrepreneurial, I suspect, to uh, incorporate, you know, whatever the SEC or um, the European regulatory bodies, you know, decide is the way forward. Um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, FISIS will be all over that and and making um, the most important information easy to obtain for your users. Um, Stephania, I cannot thank you. Stefania, excuse me, uh, cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. Um, I really encourage, I know, we know a little bit about our listeners. We know we have uh, some viewers and listeners in the finance sector. Uh, If anybody is working at a family office, listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. But second of all, uh, make sure and and get in touch um, with Stefania because her platform is fantastic, and I know you give demos. You have demos available. I know there's information online, but tell our listeners and viewers how to find information about you, about the company, or even get in touch and schedule a demo. Yes, absolutely. Guys, we would love to get in touch with you and show you the platform. Um, I'm sure you will love it because you will see that there is a totally new perspective on investment performance. We don't just stop at financial metrics. We tell you the real story. And clients love that. They finally can emotionally engage and connect to their investments. So please reach out to us. Our website is www.fizesinvestment.com, P-H-Y-S-I-S, investment.com. Or you can just reach me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Or you can email my team at FISIS at FISISinvestment.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And all that information will be in the show notes. I've really enjoyed getting to know you, getting to know your team and your platform. And I really look forward to following along. I hope you'll come back on the show uh, and keep us updated on how things are going um, we even talked a little bit about maybe doing some sort of demo where, you know, people could see how granular and all this data that you can access and just um, what an amazing platform you've created. So we hope you'll come back. Thank you so much. And um, to our listeners and viewers, as always, thank you so much for tuning into Renewables. Stay tuned for a new episode coming out next week. Uh, this has been your host, David Smart. And uh, please give us a like or a follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stefania, thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. All righty. Take care. Hello, and thank you for listening to Renewables, a podcast by Biostar, which aims to explore the current and future energy landscape in America. 